This is episode 244 about the most effective recovery methods available to runners and how to build them into your training. Welcome to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jason Fitzgerald, and this episode is a short one featuring my best advice on recovery. Sometimes we don't need an in-depth, hour-long conversation, but instead practical, actionable strategies that we can incorporate into our training right away. We're going to discuss effective recovery, what works, and what doesn't work. If you're new to the Strength Running Podcast, this show features training conversations, coaching calls, and experts in the running space to elevate your thinking about the sport. I want to help you make wiser decisions about your training so that you can keep improving. Because if you better understand the process of improvement, when you recognize knowledge as a competitive advantage, you'll be a much better runner. But Strength Running is not just a podcast. Don't miss our growing YouTube channel where we have hundreds of videos on effective strategies to stay healthy, my favorite strength exercises, training principles that never go out of style, and a lot more. Go to youtube.com slash strengthrunning, subscribe, and you'll see every video that we publish. And of course, strengthrunning.com is where it all began. Since 2010, we've been helping runners around the world improve with our award-winning blog, our free email courses on strength training, nutrition, injury prevention, and improving your mindset, plus all of Strength Running's training programs and coaching services to help you accomplish your biggest running goals. You can learn more about those at strengthrunning.com slash coaching. This episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker, one of my favorite companies that is investing heavily in the running community. They test your blood for dozens of biomarkers, so you know if there are any red flags with your physiology that might be holding back your running. Then they give you science-backed recommendations to improve anything that might be outside of your personal optimal range. Get 25% off any of their blood tests with code STRENGTHRUNNING at insidetracker.com slash strengthrunning. We're also supported by TheraBody in their new Recovery Air Jet Boots, an advanced pneumatic compression system that gives you a pressure massage on your legs. So sit back, relax, and recover. Go to therabody.com slash Jason to get your Therabody Recovery Air today, starting at just $699 or as low as $59 a month with a firm. Plus, with Recovery Air's 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping, there's no risk. That's therabody.com slash Jason. Now, before we explore these recovery strategies, you can hear from nine elite athletes on their favorite recovery strategies at strengthrunning.com slash elites. These athletes include David Roche, Amelia Boone, Max King, Dathan Ritzenhain, and others. All right, let's explore what I think are five of the most effective recovery strategies available to runners. So if you are training hard right now, and you're not sure where you should invest your time, your energy, your money, let's discuss what actually works. Number one, let's recognize that stress is stress. So you are going to have a very difficult time recovering from your running, whether that's a long run, a workout, or a race, if you have other stress going on in your life, whether that's stress from a personal relationship you have, stress from work, 
Maybe you're bringing professional stress home with you, and that's impacting your ability to sleep. Maybe you're feeling anxious. Lots of things can happen where the stress you're experiencing outside of your formal training can be nevertheless impacting that training because that stress impacts everything you do. We've all heard about how people can sometimes stress eat. Well, now stress is impacting your diet. So it's not just your exercise, it is your diet. And I'll never forget a time when I was in college and I had this delusional idea that I was gonna become a lawyer. I'm really glad that didn't pan out. (laughs) But I went and I took the LSAT one day and it was on a Saturday where we didn't have a cross country meet in the fall, but I did miss the team's workout. Now, I had to do a six kilometer tempo run on the track. And I just told my coach, well, I'll be doing this LSAT test in the morning and I'll go and I will do the workout in the afternoon. And I went to the track by myself. I did the workout. And you know what happened? I bombed. I had a terrible workout and I really can't pinpoint it on anything specific. I just couldn't find my groove. I couldn't find my rhythm. Everything felt a little bit harder than it should have been. I was a little bit too slow. Psychologically, I couldn't grapple with the difficulty of the workout. I just felt a little anxious about it. I felt overwhelmed by the enormity of the task, even though physically it should have been something that I could have accomplished without any big worries. And so this goes to show I had a very stressful morning. I took a three to four hour standardized test that really drained my willpower, my psychological reserves, and I really came out of that test not feeling great. And I think anybody who's taken a very long exam or test in a similar way can understand how you just feel a little crappy afterward. And this is certainly going to impact your running. And this happened to me in a very acute fashion with this tempo workout. I could viscerally feel the stress from that test negatively impacting my workout. And this can happen in a less severe sense with so many other smaller stresses that can happen in your life. So if you don't think that stress from work or from a relationship or anywhere else in your life can negatively impact your running, then it really, really can. And so what does this mean for us when we're planning our training? Now, we have to plan our big goals, our goal races, our big workouts around the stressors in our life. Now, if you are having real problems at your job, if your relationship with your significant other is undergoing an enormous amount of stress, it's probably not a good idea to start training for a marathon. Something has to give. And since we're not professional runners, that usually means it is our running that has to give. And so that's when we maybe can become overtrained. Maybe we just don't perform as well as we should, or we can push too hard, do too much before we're ready, and we can get injured. So let's plan our training around those big stressors and recognize that we have to take better care of ourselves when we are dealing with a lot of stress. Our second recovery principle is good nutrition. What we eat matters. This is the fuel for not only our performances, our daily training run, our workouts, our races, our long runs, but it's also the fuel for our recovery. 
That fuel is going to help us rebuild our muscles. It's going to restock our glycogen stores, and it's going to give us the nutrients we need to live healthy lives. Now, I've had many registered dietitians on the podcast, and we can go into real detail on what it takes to eat a sound, nutrient-dense diet, but I do want to focus on two issues that often we can run afoul of when we're trying to eat well as runners. Number one, we've got to make sure we're eating enough calories. We're learning now that under-fueling is a real problem in the endurance running community, and it can lead to a whole host of problems, including relative energy deficiency syndrome, and this can be a little bit more common in women, but nevertheless can affect men as well, and this can lead to bone injuries. It can lead to amenorrhea and a whole host of other problems, including hormonal problems. And so if I had to choose just one piece of advice when it came to nutrition, it would be eating enough food. Let's not worry about, you know, whether we should eat white bread or wheat bread. You know, those kinds of decisions are are too small and negligible when it comes to whether or not we're eating enough. Now, the second part of eating sound uh, sound diet is actually the quality of the food that you're eating. And let's really focus on nutrient density. Now this is something where I'm not gonna go into crazy specifics about your macros or how many calories you should be eating. I don't think you should weigh your food or try to figure out what percentage of your total diet should be legumes. I don't really want to live like that, and I hope you don't either. We don't need to. And I've always found it fascinating that pro runners, rarely, rarely eat a formal diet, track their macros, track their macro percentages, or any of the minutia that can sometimes be common in diet culture. We don't need to go down that road of analyzing our diet in such detail. We already are analyzing our running statistics in in probably too much detail anyway, so we don't have to worry about that. But let's try to focus on eating whole foods that are nutrient dense. The whole grains, the fruits, the vegetables, the high quality meat, there's so many good options for runners out there. And if you can stay away from the sugary foods, if you could stay away from the processed foods and simply focus on nutrient density, then you're gonna be much further ahead than most other people. Now, if you struggle with this, if you're like me, I admittedly struggle with eating a lot of nutrient-dense foods. I'm a busy guy on the go, what can I say? And I, I also am a man of convenience. So if I struggle, a product like Athletic Greens can help. It's sort of this all-in-one supplement that is a greens mix that has vitamins and minerals and prebiotics and probiotics, and they do sponsor our podcast. So if you want to check those Uh, them out. They have some really great offers for our listeners at athleticgreens.com slash Jason. Our third recovery tip is to make time to relax. One of the big components of recovery is lowering our stress hormones and just having a good time, being in a positive state of mind. So we need to find time in our already busy schedules to relax, to socialize, to read, and really de-stress. There have been some really interesting studies that show levels of stress hormones noticeably decline when you engage in regular, positive social encounters. So that's probably the 
great indication here to make time to do nothing with your friends and family. Just hang out, laugh, tell stories and jokes. That social time is really important. And it's one reason why good high school and college cross country and track coaches make time for the team to bond. Maybe it's team dinners. Maybe it's a post-meet debrief where we all get together, tell stories about the race, we laugh about our failures, we applaud our successes. And it's those moments of social cohesion, those moments of bonding, that stress hormones go down, that we feel good about ourselves, that we further enhance that positive mindset, and we can really do a lot for recovery in those moments. Now, I've also started reading a lot more fiction. I used to think that fiction was a waste of time. I would maybe read one or two fiction books a year when I was on vacation, and I had a lot more space in my schedule to devote to reading for pure pleasure. Usually I try to learn something and read nonfiction. But I just finished Clara in the Sun, and it was a wonderful book. It was an easy read. It made me think about some deeper issues like human connection and love and all these things that I'm normally not so immersed in. And I just found it very relaxing and it puts people in a great mental state. And you can also build formal recovery periods into your training. Let's not make recovery such a passive activity. Of course, we should be sitting on the couch and reading a book or doing nothing and lounging with our friends sometimes. But when it comes to our actual training, let's build that recovery into our training. That can take several forms. Number one, we can have recovery weeks during our training cycles where our volume decreases, the amount of miles that we're running really hard decreases, maybe the number of days that we run goes down. And this is just an exercise to give us a little bit more space in our life where we're not always trying to run more, to go longer, to go faster, to run more frequently. Because if we're doing that all the time, we're always on. And that can be an anxious, stressful place to be. So build those recovery weeks into your training, and it'll give you a nice physical and mental break from training so hard. Now, you can also build rest weeks into your annual calendar. Maybe you want to take a week off after your goal race a couple times a year. I always like to take three, maybe four weeks off during the year where I'm not running. I'm not dedicating my time to training. I'm trying to be a non-runner, someone who doesn't constantly worry about when they're going to fit in their run or if I'm eating too close to the run or am I hydrated enough for the run. There is a little bit of stress that goes into planning your training and making sure that you are capable of going on your run every day. And having those times where you're not running, you're not doing any formal exercise, can be really valuable. Our fourth recovery principle is a big one. We are getting into the two most important things when it comes to recovery for runners. And this one is sleep. Now, you probably aren't surprised by this. I had a great panel discussion with Olympian Kate Grace at the Endeavor Run Retreat back last summer. And we were talking about recovery, and it was very interesting. She said the number one thing she focuses on is getting good sleep every night. It doesn't have to be nine or 10 hours. It can sometimes only be seven and a half hours, but she's focused on consistency. I think runners should focus on about seven to nine hours a night, but really try to prioritize eight hours when you're training really hard. And one of the ways that you can make your sleep habit more effective is to focus on sleep hygiene. 
This is how well you're sleeping when you actually go to bed. I think a bedtime routine can be really helpful to help you wind down. And then when you actually are trying to go to bed, let's follow some best practices. That might include making sure that you're sleeping in a truly dark room. Blackout curtains can be really helpful here to make sure that any light coming in your house from outside is blocked out so that you are in a truly dark place where you're not going to be distracted by any lights. Get a great mattress. If you don't like your mattress or it's just uncomfortable or maybe it's 10 plus years old, it's probably time for a new one. And if we're spending a third of our lives sleeping on our mattress, it stands that we should invest in a good one. I also think using a sound machine can be really helpful, not necessarily because it's going to help you sleep better, but it's also going to block out some excess sound that might wake you up. So if you live in an apartment building and you might hear people in the hallway, you might hear someone you know, using the elevator or the trash room, there's so many opportunities to be woken up. A sound machine can help block out any outside noises so that you can focus on getting a great night's rest. You can also wear an eye mask if you don't want to invest in blackout curtains. There's so many things that folks can do to improve their sleep hygiene, but I would encourage you just to choose one or two, one or two small improvements, and then gauge how you feel a couple weeks later. Now that leads us to our final recovery tip, and I think this is the most important one because this one is proper training. You can't recover from poor workouts or long runs if they are just too demanding for you at the level that you are currently at. So if you're a new runner and you go and run 20 miles and you've only ever run five miles before that, no, none of these strategies are really going to work for you. You are just going to feel incredibly beat up, incredibly sore and fatigued for days and days, potentially up to a week after that run that you simply weren't ready for. The same principle is true if you go to the track and you run a really hard workout. You try to run really fast and the volume of the distances that you're running is really high. The speed is really fast. Next thing you know, you're in a state where you simply can't recover. And I have a great stress adaptation graph that I use frequently on strength running. And this graph shows that for every training stimulus, there is a decrease in fitness. You know, just think about it. You don't feel great after a long run. You don't feel great after a workout. It's only after you've allowed yourself to recover and then adapt to that hard work that you get the benefits of that hard work. But if that stressor, that workout is too demanding, you will actually see a decline in fitness and you won't be able to rebound enough to get the benefits from that stressor. So let's make sure we're training properly. Let's make sure that our mileage levels are appropriate for what you're used to. Let's make sure we're intelligently increasing those mileage levels. Let's make sure the progression of both our long run and our weekly faster workout is sound. And if you haven't yet started any workouts, let's make sure that we start with appropriate beginner-oriented workouts so that we can take you from where you are right now and progress you from there. We always want to start where you are. And problems arise when runners jump to a new level and begin their training there. That usually leads to injury, usually leads to psychological burnout, or worse, overtraining syndrome. 
So let's always start with proper training. Make sure you're doing training that's appropriate for you as an individual. Let's make sure our training is appropriate for the goal race that we're actually training for. And let's make sure our training is appropriate for the time of the training season that we are in. In other words, if you're a week out from a marathon, your training has to look a certain way. If you are 16 weeks out from a marathon, your training should probably look very different. So this is speaking to periodization and the fact that our training has to focus on certain things at certain times. And if we're focusing on the wrong thing at the wrong time, our recovery is going to suffer. All right, runners, that's our show today. I appreciate you being here, and I hope this was helpful to guide you as you think about proper recovery and what to focus on. Yes, you could focus on ice baths. Yes, you could focus on getting a sauna. I don't think those recovery strategies are as helpful. They have their place, but these are the big ones. These are the fundamental principles of recovery that never go out of style, that are going to be helpful for you whether you're a new runner, whether you're an experienced runner, no matter what goal you might be training for. And you can get more recovery advice, this time by nine pro runners at strengthrunning.com elites. I think some of their suggestions might just surprise you. Now, if you enjoy the Strength Running Podcast, you can support us by supporting our sponsors. I believe in these companies. They help me publish all these episodes and they're doing great work for the running community. Inside Tracker is a company that I've been working with for years, and I hope to continue for years to come. They're one of the most reputable personal blood testing companies that you can find, and they were founded back in 2009 by aging genetics and biometric scientists to help you analyze your body's internal data so that you can have a firm idea of how well you're responding to training. They have an ultra-personalized nutrition platform that helps you understand your body's biomarkers, from stress hormones like cortisol to testosterone, human growth hormone, and even vitamin D. All these factors can help you figure out if you might be overtraining, optimally training, or if you might have a health issue that could be affecting your running. But the best part is that they give you personalized optimal ranges for each of these biomarkers. So these are where you should find yourself within these ranges and a whole host of ways to improve them through diet, lifestyle, or exercise changes if you happen to fall outside of those ranges. I've personally gotten three ultimate tests from them and I've always learned one or two things that I could improve. And that's always great because then I have a goal. I have something that... I didn't know about beforehand, but now I know I can actually address. The process is very simple, it's very easy, and I've always found it very eye-opening. You can go to insidetracker.com slash strengthrunning to see how you can get 25% off site-wide on any personalized blood test that they offer. Of all the purchases that you can make for your running, this one can actually improve your performances. It's a wonderful opportunity. You can see all those details at insidetracker.com slash strengthrunning. I'm also excited about our newest sponsor, Therabody, and their Recovery Air Jet Boots. You've probably seen pro runners wearing these fancy boots, and that's because they're effective. If you want sound recovery, a big part of that is circulation. One of the reasons why massage feels so good after a hard effort is because of circulation. It brings fresh, oxygenated blood to your legs. The Recovery Air by Therabody does that without needing someone to give you a massage. Plus, you can do it on the couch while you watch Netflix. 
What I love about the Recovery Air Jet Boots is that the pressure travels from your feet up to your heart, and this graduated approach is more effective. And the compression goes beyond your normal blood pressure while also monitoring it to prevent overconstriction. My personal preference is to use the boots the day after a hard day, so I'm not giving my legs more than they can handle. So sit back, relax, and recover. Go to therabody.com slash Jason to get your Therabody Recovery Air today. Starting at just $699 or as low as $59 a month with a firm. Plus, with Recovery Air's 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping, there's no risk. That's therabody.com slash Jason. Thanks for being here, my friends. Until next time. 